this one it's peel pacific right or is it i think so but if it is <laughs> um it was the use of language again but i'll let you keep going <laughs> Pac- what oh it's not a game it's a What up, peeps? This is Alyssa, and I'm here with my co-host, Enfo Little Bro Andre. And welcome to another episode of Teachers Like Us. Stop waving up your hand at me. Gosh. I'm surprised, like, you're so shocked. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, go. You're like, ah, oh, bright-eyed. <laughs> First of all, there's normally a countdown. You normally go three, two, one. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. And now you're just looking at me like, I should know that you clicked start. <laughs> gosh. I'm sorry, doing this week. Now, here for a week, two, there needs like a round of woo, two weeks in a row. <laughs> How are you doing? You're weird. <laughs> I think I have a fever. Oh, of course. <laughs> so now you're gone for another week, right? No, I just need, I really need to just curl up in blankets. Cause I am frigid right now. Like, I'm frigid and my head is hot. Um, So that lets me know that I probably shouldn't be here right now. Um. <laughs> But otherwise, like, I'm fine. I feel like uh, from a mental health perspective, like, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm not, like, overly excited or, like, underwhelmed. I'm just kind of whelmed, you know? <laughs> Hashtag mean girls. Well-whelmed. <laughs> what about you? I'm okay. Um, This was, a, like, last week was really difficult because my oldest has been, like, super, super sick. Ugh. Whatever... I, I want to find out who patient zero is at her school and <laughs> go back in time. And when they walk up to the school building, say, turn around and go back. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I want to do. You know what? Well, no, tell them. Tell them how bad it was in your house. Like, yeah. So um, my actually, no, this goes back like even further than when my oldest got sick, because my youngest got sick, was only sick for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then my oldest got sick. And, like, sick out of nowhere. Went to school Monday morning, completely fine. Got a call from school Monday after <laughs> lunch at, like, one one thirty ish saying, like, yeah, you should come and pick her up. She doesn't feel well. I get to the school at 2 o'clock. This girl has pink eye. I said, ma'am, <laughs> when did you develop this? Because when I sent you to school, you were fine. Oh. Right? Um, And then her having pink eye turned into um, her just being sick. And then her being sick turned into um, fever, cold shivers, all this stuff. Had to take her to urgent care. Had to take her to the hospital. Turned it into more complications. So now she's on like antibiotics. Um, I joined the 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 what seems to be the scavenger hunt for Tylenol. Um, <laughs> I remember I asked you though. Remember yeah. I said to you that first day. I go, do you have Tylenol? Because I knew I knew it wasn't just pink eye, just because of what's been going around, yeah, yeah, yeah. not because of like her or anything but i was like mm, you know things are going around do you have tylenol and audrey's like we've got we've got advil we're okay and i'm yeah. like well <laughs> so i just joined the hunt for the no the joke is we have time we have or have or had at the time same thing but we have tylenol but she's not she wasn't taking it she doesn't mm-hmm. like how it tastes yeah fair. so she kept throwing it up and i was like so ma'am you don't have any intention of getting better <laughs> because this thing is not so we had to find um regular strength Tylenol because she can take regular strength Tylenol if it's what are you calling this right now can we pause what what is the name of the medicine it's Tylenol but regular strength what regular strength say it slowly 
<laughs> no, because you keep saying to. it, and I'm like, am I hearing you right? Now I don't want to. Now you make me say, no, I'm keeping silent. That, that, what is that called? A cinnamon I'll say that. A cinnamon I'll say that. Tylenol with Ty- an L. Tylenol. Yeah, you're saying Tylenol. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm Jamaican. Like, do what we I want know. Over here. Why you say certificate? <laughs> <laughs> do what we want over here, okay? Certificate. <laughs> I think, um, what's it called? Uh, shout out to my wife, uh, Angela. She gets at me all the time because I say, uh, what is it? Because now I don't even know what's correct in what I say. I say cauliflower. <laughs> and she's always like, it's cauliflower. It's cauliflower. Stop saying it like that. <laughs> So back to this Tylenol. Yeah, but <laughs> no, cinnamon is what it's getting called now. Um, so we went on this hunt and found out like she has to. We could give her regular strength, so we went on the hunt for that. Um, but then still, she still ended up in urgent care. But now she's like much better. She's back to back to her old self. She's just not eating as much. That's the thing. Like the past two weeks, she hasn't eaten. Like she's been eating popcorn and oh, that's my standard diet. Apple. Two slices of apples and oh, stuff like that. Yeah, let's get it. We, <laughs> we could be eating friends. I love popcorn and apples. So um the house has been just a lot of stress. I think more stressful for my wife more than me, just because my wife is the one who took her to urgent care and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. I took her to the hospital. I was in the hospital for from like two o'clock in the morning and came home at around five. Oh. So um been just a lot of stress there, but we're we're thankful that she's doing better now mm-hmm. um and hopefully we'll be good to go back to school uh next week but the joke is my wife went to her school i think yesterday and um because we got a letter saying like there's a high absenteeism at this school and when we got it i was like oh i thought this was just something they joked about i didn't know they were actually yeah. sending this letter out and funny enough at my at my daughter's school there's only like a hundred and like 30 125 kids at the school my wife went in um secretary's like yeah there's like 60 people away no, I she said, said, that's 49, 49 49 i remember that was the exact number okay the exact yeah she's number. like 49 there's like 49 people away i was yeah. like no how does that happen that's nuts and then on top of it they're like yeah the ones that are here probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah, be here they're, they're <laughs> all sick but they're here um so whatever's been going around because i'm not i know it's not just like here it is everywhere this everywhere rsv influenza thing COVID. that is going on it's like COVID a whole mix back. of yeah. everything colds like my kids were off so the same time your that your kid was off all three of mine were off mm. from that wednesday up until they were even home this monday they went back tuesday okay so they just got back to school and my youngest is still like <laughs> and i'm like mm. um and again I was, we all know, like, I was sick, like, mm. lost my voice, then wasn't feeling well, then was, like, hacking up this nasty cough. Finally was getting better because I had, like, this random sore throat where only one side of my throat hurt. <laughs> I'm like, this is weird. That went away. And then these kids got super sick. And now I'm, like, mashup again. I'm like, we can't keep doing this. The We're, cycle. like, yeah, it's running this cycle. It's disgusting. And I think, like, the biggest thing at my house is that um we all have very good immune, like my wife and I have very good immune systems. So I don't mm-hmm. get sick like that. So even so, when um, my oldest got sick, we were like, okay, she's cool. But then when other things started happening, we we're like, whoa, no, yeah, this doesn't happen when she's sick. Like the my whole family, like you're sick, you can still go out. Like nobody notices. Like you might cough, sneeze <laughs> a couple of times. But listen to most, Andre just promoted this <laughs> for the most part, man. Like, and that's even a conversation to have because I remember, you know, when um. 
you know, when COVID died. Uh, COVID we, didn't die. I know. It's the quotation marks are there. Um, <laughs> they can't see them. Though, so <laughs> but when, when, when COVID ran its course and everybody got to go outside again, the I remember the big thing was like, hey, if you have COVID, don't worry. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> it's fine. true. You're fine. Um, and that's and I don't want to spend I don't want this to be COVID podcast, but um, it's just weird now that like you're trying to get back into this mode of okay, like I'm sick, but I could still function for the days. Might be better from outside, getting fresh air. I agree with that part, but I do think it's like I I don't like that we've just shifted back into this grind culture again. Like mm-hmm. if I'm unwell, I'm still expected to come to work. Um, that doesn't feel healthy to me at all. Like I came in today. I'm masked, but like I probably should have been home all day today, but I felt a ways because I've been away. And so I don't like that we've gotten back to this expectation that regardless, like if you're not dying, find yeah, yourself at work. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that at all. It doesn't feel good to me. And like even today, like I woke up this whole week, truthfully, this whole week I woke up like I should not be going to work. Like I do not feel good. And my husband's like, stay home. Like, why mm. are you going to work? And I'm like, listen, I only have so many days. We actually have attendance monitoring that's making its way back. Mm-hmm. And so, like, imagine, like, yeah, the, the idea of attendance monitoring again when people are sick, sick, kids are sick, sick. Like, give it a break. Like, I don't know. So, again, I should be at home resting, but I'm here recording a podcast. So. Woohoo! And we thank you for it. And so those, <laughs> um, our listeners, our, our, our pockets, thank you for it as well. Thank you. Um, want to get into today's topic yeah which one did we choose because we had two so let's do the first one okay so um i saw a post that i actually sent to andre and i'm trying to pull it up now because i was like this is our next podcast topic um so this i don't even want to call it a news instagram it's like a little uh, weird whatever it's specific to our city um and it says return of peel police officers to schools in brampton being discussed so madness okay so this i feel like is such a big conversation um and there's so many pieces involved in not just the i the um the policing part like i feel like that's truthfully one minor piece but there are 50 million things that led up to um first them being dismissed like Mm -hmm. peace out and then the idea that we now need them back because that's what the that's what the I guess the push is. People are like, it is so hectic in these schools right now mm-hmm. that we need police officers because nobody else can can manage what is happening at this point. And I feel like um, for the, the ones that are in agreement with the fact that, hey, we need to bring police officers back, the police officers, you know, you get a bad rap. You're you're ah oh, you're killing people in the street. You're giving out. This is Andre's perspective. You're giving out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying this. <laughs> like this is what you, this is what's kind of um they're known for. But they're supposed to be peace officers. So somebody might think like, hey, if we have all this hecticness happening in our high schools and our middle schools, mm-hmm. it might be beneficial to bring in some peace officers to bring some order back to the uh to the hallways, to the school system as a whole. Yeah, but I just wonder, like, it's not even like, and again, I don't think, like, my personal opinion is that I don't want to see them back in schools. Um, But, like, how comfortable does anybody feel 
when like we're not talking plain clothes officers we're talking like fully uniformed yeah. things on hip like <laughs> more mm, than one thing on hip more than one thing on hip like walking around schools or just being like present in schools to me that doesn't make me feel any more safe like i don't no. feel like well great you're here so now i'm safe um and even though they might walk around with a smile it's still like i know you me and you aren't the same yeah 100%. Right. And um, I know we can get into the black student or even black teacher perspective of all of that, but just the fact that you have to be here. I remember um, when police officers used to walk around when I was in uh, high school. Yeah. And anytime they're around, we we're like, why are these guys here? Okay. So who did what? And like things were like stuff used to happen at my school. So like even like police used to come in with like, um, uh, what is it? The dogs that find stuff. I don't know what their yeah, yeah. official name is. I know is, what you're talking about. Right? Um, but the fact that you all were here and like now and the the thing I think that made it like the most like worrisome for me and my friends is like now you're around just the places like where we hang out. So the mm-hmm. little entryway down into the gym, the police are there. Why? Right? Yeah. The back of the calf. Not all through the calf, but only the back of the calf where we're chilling. Yeah, That's where you guys where the black students are. I've chosen to now post up and wanna like like you and again, I'm not trying to fault and put everybody in one category, but you might have a cop that even though you might walk around with a smile on your face and you wanna be um show that you're just trying to be somebody else who cares, it's hard to do it when you're wearing the same uniform as somebody that I like of people that I know that follow a whole different mindset than what you might have. I 100% agree. And what I was going to add to this is when you were talking about the fact that you saw them in your high school, I went to a PWI, like a predominantly white institution, never saw cops mm. at my school. And so I always found it really interesting, like, because I didn't realize, again, in my privilege, I guess, of being in this school, um, even as a black person, that like when I would go to other high schools and they would have cops stationed, I'd be like, wow, this school must be awful. Mm. Like it was my first thought because I never saw them at my PWI. Like that wasn't a thing. And there were peer things happening there that people probably should have got arrested for. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> All kind of nonsense happening. Entire at rings school. of things happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do think it's really interesting the way that we choose who needs policing in their schools. And what now have we at what point have we gotten to where we think that they're necessary again and what solutions do we think that they're going to provide versus funding (laughs) (laughs) and this is where we get a little political but like in my mind you're funding the wrong thing oh for sure like i and you now as a guidance as guidance counselors um, to be like very honest about the job, we don't receive additional training in like um, like counseling and all of those things. We take a course, mm-hmm. we take courses, and yes, they help us um, learn a few more skills, but like we still refer students to therapy, to counselors, to outside people who are actual professionals in that particular field. Why wouldn't you fund either more of those people in schools, like more yeah. of them in schools, or more training for us to actually be able to facilitate some of these um, things that are actually contributing to the reasons you need or you feel you need police in schools. I don't like. I feel like maybe from that same political standpoint, maybe they're just looking at again data and what's going on in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, not just what's going on in the news, like here, what's going on around the world. We've had so many like uh, school shootings and all of that stuff that have taken place. 
So um, the quick fix now is, okay, let's just put um, officers in place and it'll keep the hallways clear, keep the um, negative behavior or like the, the scene negative behavior, it'll keep it to a minimum and that'll hopefully keep things in check. And that is a very quick way to do it. We're already paying you. Just come and sit at the school for, what is it, six hours out of your shift or something like that. Yeah, but then you, I feel to, like you need to hire more, no? If you put people in schools, do you not need to hire more to take care of the jobs that they're not doing in the field? Well, if I speak for, like, Peel and what I see just when, you know, a person is pulled over and now it's just, it's 95,000 cops that are there all with their own cop car, maybe, maybe probably not. There's probably, they have some to go around. Um, <laughs> that might not be happening everywhere. <laughs> I, I just keep thinking of, like, when they pull up to our school again and they're like, where are those two teachers? <laughs> right, that might not be, that might not happen every, everywhere, like, I've there might be places with shortages, but I know with this one, it's Peel Pacific, right? Or is it? I think so. But if it is, <laughs> um, it was the use of language again, but I'll let you keep going. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Specific. Yeah. <laughs> Peel specific. You're cracking me up. Today. <laughs> it's it's I haven't eaten yet. That's what it is. Me I think either. that's what I'm it hungry. is. hungry. But anyway, um, but yeah, with it. With the focus being peeled, I think that maybe they have the they feel that they have the resources, so let's use them. And again, it is it is a quick fix fix instead of like a long term way to deal with things. Where the long term way to deal with things is like to actually look at what is the problem, mm-hmm. how can we get people? Because it would be much easier if you had another like an outside agency that was able to come in and you know run small groups here. And things of that nature. So yeah. that way, um, these students are getting some, even if it's not one-on-one, it's group sessions that are happening while you're at school. Yeah. Um, and that can help you manage some of your emotions, manage some of the issues that you might be dealing with, resolve even some of the issues that you're dealing with. Yeah. And then help you find success in the classroom as opposed to, you know, where we are now, where it's just, if we bring police in, everybody shut up, be quiet, be where you need to be. Yeah. And hopefully you'll get an education that way. Well, yeah, because we actually just had someone come and speak who mm-hmm. was either is or was a former yeah. police officer. And I will say that there was very little engagement happening from the student perspective to that particular adult. Mm-hmm. There was no like try to engage community. It was like, this is what it is. This is how you're going to listen. Deal with it. Be done. Um, and so, and again, I'm not saying it's that way for everyone, um, but I do think there is a benefit to investing in the people who are actually with your children more often than they're not. Like, I was thinking the other day about how much time we actually do spend here. Because mm-hmm. um, I was, it's funny because I was thinking about like, how am I friends with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, this man, guy, I have a name. This guy here, Andre. <laughs> Um, I said, how are we like, how are we friends the way we're friends is, was my question. Okay. Right. Cause I thought like, truthfully, we haven't known each other that long. No. Right. Like, but if you think about the amount of time that we spend together, like 9am to 3pm, well, 815 sometimes yeah. till 3pm, that's a good chunk of your waking hours. Yeah. Um, and so the same can be said for the amount of time that we spend with your children. And so I think it's really helpful that we 
prioritize, you know, the teachers who are spending time with them and providing them with training. And then also being cognizant of the fact that if you're going to have um, officers in schools, that's who your children are going to be spending the majority of their time with. Um, and so what kind of message are we sending them during their waking hours? Um, I don't know. Yeah. And what's like even, again, horrible about that is, again, as much as you might put on the face and let me not even say put on the face. It might seem like you're faking something as much as um the officers that may walk into that building have the best intentions and are here to build community and all of that all of that you are you're coming in a uniform mm-hmm. and a uniform that means something to students that have a mindset around police officer already mm-hmm. and that's from even i like high school middle school primary education yep there's students that have interactions with police officers already that aren't good. Mm-hmm. And now every time I see you, it triggers something. Now, now I have to deal with that being, you know, eight years old or 17. Yeah. And now you still want me to go and learn science, math with you walking by the hallway. I can't go get a drink or go to the washroom without seeing you all the time. And again, it might not be you specifically the one who caused the problem, but mm-hmm. the uniform did. Yeah, it's true. So the uniform right now is not something that should be brought into schools to change things. As much as, again, mm-hmm. as an officer, you are, you are a peace officer, right? That peace is not what we're looking to be kept right now. It's literally like, yes, there might be quote-unquote chaos happening in the school building, but it's mm-hmm. really a lot of um, like smaller group sessions counseling mentorship that needs to happen 100 percent. that's going to actually change some of the mindset of some of these some of the children that we see and um help them giving them coping strategies all of that stuff it's not the policing of go where you need to be be in your section don't do this don't do that yeah and we're not saying that kids don't need rules we very clearly said that last pod that like we need boundaries we need rules but we don't need law and order. We definitely like I could not agree with Andre more in the fact that we need we need mentorship. Yeah. We need programs. We need supports for students. Um, and that doesn't look like an extra body in the hallway. Again, policing their behavior. It looks like finding them those tools and strategies. And you know what the problem is? The problem is, is that we're spread really thin here. For sure. Um, we were talking about it in a meeting yesterday where staff was like, it's really hard for us to get support from people. And we were like, we agree. It is hard because not only are we doing these jobs that are really meaningful and important, but we also now are also having to teach on top of that. And so for me, 10 periods a cycle, that's a lot. I know people don't realize that, but 10 periods a cycle, I'm being pulled uh, to teach. Andre is teaching gym in those. And then also and that's when I can that that but not only just that Andre also has two other positions mm-hmm. on top of teaching gym. So he has some of the guidance and he also has contact. And so he's expected to run this three pronged program while dealing with any issues that may arise. And I'm expected to have kids who are melting down and like be able to sit there and counsel them. I will be completely honest with you one day. When I had coverage, my I had coverage three periods and then first and last period I taught and I had a lineup mm-hmm. outside of the classroom that I was covering. 
of just students that needed to talk to me, needed to meet. And I literally was meeting with students in the hall. Like it's crazy that that's not investing resources where resources need to be put. So, yeah. It, and it's, that's not like a Alyssa and Andre thing. That's a no s- board wide system wide wide Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Every teacher or every um, teacher that is usually in some sort of position of support, you find that, yes, I might want to be here, but there's so many other things that pull me in different directions where I can't be here for the things I need to be here for all the time. Haven't heard of That's the Bell in a long time. And that's the bell. <laughs> but um, it's it's crazy as much as we're and I think we're trying to deal with it as best we can. And I don't think that policing is or having police come in to these schools is the answer to the problem agreed and even if we just quickly go back to like the idea of the uniform and people are like what if they come in plain clothes again i don't think that's where resources should be spent is what my argument is at the end of the day it's not like a well they could just do no (laughs) i'm very clear in that we need resources support mentorship programs Things that help students learn how to navigate each other, yeah. learn how to navigate school systems, everything. Because as much as we'd like to say that COVID hasn't had an impact on students, it hasn't like in the sense that people talk about learning loss and learning loss. I feel like we've lost sight of what was actually lost. And that was students ability to cope and social skills and yeah. like all of those things that allow humans to function and be with each other um we're missing kind of nuance there i love nuance it's like my favorite (laughs) that was crazy even in that like when you um when we have uh students that have uh like needs that need to be attended like say you have a student that doesn't understand social cues like at all like it's literally in their iep or something like that right there's things that are put in place for that student to help them as they're navigating school Uh right but now if i obviously i can't create an iep for all of the students that are in the building but if i'm looking at this gap in time and saying like hey from you were in grade four and now you're in grade seven or six yeah you miss some time a lot of the friends that you're making you're seeing their face on a camera on your computer if you were lucky exactly so, um, or you're here, or you're just hearing their voice yeah. for group work. From Likely, time to time, what happened, yeah. right? Um, there's nothing put in place to say like, okay, when you actually get face to face now, how are you going to actually work together? Mm-hmm. This isn't just the okay. I don't want to work with you guys. I'm putting myself on mute. I'm turning off my screen. You guys I'm do what you want to do. Yeah. I'm just here with my computer on. That's that's not what it is anymore. Yeah, it's you have to do something. You're forced into these situations where you have to connect with people and there's no like training given for how to deal with those things and now everyone is just expected go back yeah we're fine everybody's good go back well if you're hearing this we were rudely interrupted (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how andre's gonna edit this back together but i think at the end of the day what's most important um is that we are putting supports in place for our students and investing funds and resources where they can. Um, because even if we think of things like uh, students who have ASD, like, or who are on the autism spectrum disorder, sorry, who have ASD, autism spectrum disorder, or on the spectrum, I can't even speak anymore. <laughs> um, we don't have 
a, an itinerant for every school mm-hmm. or a resource person for every school. There is one and it is spread across the board or there are two. Like, you know what I mean? There are very few. And so maybe we should start there and then move into other conversations of escalating resources. But let's look at who is in the building and how we help those people for now. I agree. No police. You guys go do something else. (laughs) 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 All right. um, We're going to end this uh, episode here. Again, we are Teachers Like Us. You can find us wherever you decide to put your subscription dollars. If you're looking to stay up to date for when we're dropping new episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at Teachers Like Us. If you're looking to see a like red nose, sick face Alyssa for the rest of the week, um, as she contemplates life and reads books, <laughs> you can follow her at Alyssa G. Titer or historicallyspeaking.ca. And we'll see you next week. Peace.